we're going to talk some Arkansas-specific farm income numbers, tell you what you might pay for that Thanksgiving bird, and much more on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast, which starts right now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. No, I was in a post-fair food uh, slumber. Yeah, yeah. You dozed off there for a second? Got dozed off full of fair food. Uh, well, I also uh, kind of forgot when to unmute you guys. So. <laughs> it's okay. I was asleep. I didn't know. Yeah, didn't the three of us ate a lot of food. Or may, maybe not a lot of food, just a giant mm, mixture speak of for yourself. cornucopia <laughs> of different fair variety. I should foods. say carnival. No, it's the fair. Yeah. Fair food. Yeah. We're gonna come back to that though. Yes. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna get there too quickly. Uh let everyone <laughs> kind of gather their thoughts. We literally came back. From the fair and sat down um, and to record this episode. So let's let everybody. Matthew's having a digestive over there uh, to try and settle settle things down. It was quite the roller coaster. The struggle. Oh, it was it was no a problem. Intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get there, though, I tell you what's not a problem. White County Farm Bureau meeting the other night. Yeah, I heard it was good. We got a big old shout out from the podium. The we being the podcast. Tell me about it. The Arkansas AdCast. Um, they were uh, teeing up the uh, guest, one of the guest speakers they had there. Yeah, and um, just so happened to be on a on a topic that we recently discussed here on the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, quoted a story. I'll, I'll give it up. Uh, quoted a story from the podcast, uh, and 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 gave us a shout out for having a great show. But it didn't stop there, my friend. No, no, did it not. No, it did not. As a matter of fact. Uh, walking out the door, one of their agents stopped me. And said, okay, man, I like that podcast y'all got going on. Uh, I like you guys. Like, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, like, we're kind of fun to hang out with. I guess you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, are you, are you taking applications for friends? Or? Uh, well, I I handed out twenties to each individual. Um, just because I felt like I owed him something. I'm glad he said he liked it instead of like. Well, it passes the time, you know. Actually, I tried to. I tried to kind of. I was like, "Oh well, thanks." You know, we're yeah. we're pretty humble about it. And he's like, "Well, no, really, I think you guys are a lot of fun to listen to." So good. Uh, thanks to y'all for White in White County for yeah. uh, listening to the show. Thank you. Uh, we couldn't keep doing it if you didn't listen to it. Mm-mm. Tell your friends too. That's absolutely right. You can send a link to the audio version, video version, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, sit down, listen share, to it at Thanksgiving. Leave a review. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, gather everyone around the, a Christmas tree, even play <laughs> an episode. Just turn the <laughs> podcast on. Um, let me see what else. Um, oh, we had some cool news here. You may have seen it already uh, in the last couple of weeks, and that is uh, Ricky Johnson joined the Arkansas Farm Bureau family as director of finance. Uh, Ricky came to us, I believe, from Riceland Foods. Yep. Um, and yeah, just good to see. I think. Several, I think he knew quite a few of us, just, you know, being ag industry small. We say that yeah. a lot. Uh, but good to have Ricky here, and uh, he's been he's been a, a joy to work with. So yeah, he, so he worked at Rileson, right? Uh-huh. I got to talk to him in the uh, hallway the other day. And I was like, well, where did you live in Stuttgart? And he told me, and I said, on Frederick Street? He said, yeah. Yeah. So my parents live on Frederick Street. 
No they were way. neighbors. No way. That's funny. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> then my dad texts me the other day. He's like, tell Ricky, congratulations. <laughs> like, I just he talked to him about days. that. Yeah. Well, he where he grew up, he grew up with a buddy of mine from college. And I, I poked my head in his office. Like, hey, do you know Ben? You know, he's like, oh, yeah, big, we were big buddies. Yeah. High school. Arkansas is a small world. world. Ain't that the truth, man? Especially Eastern Arkansas. Yeah, that's 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 a fact. Um, all right, let's talk about fair food for a minute. Mm. Uh, we were invited out as we are every year. Uh, we talked about this a couple times on the show, but uh, our our PR team was invited out uh, as part of the media luncheon uh, preview, food preview of the fair. Yeah, and we do usually make a video out there, but um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But <laughs> you said. <laughs> Well, as soon as we start talking about this, you're like, I'm going. Yeah. As an honorary member of the I believe you called yourself an honorary member of the PRT. Yeah, a couple yeah weeks I'm ago. a card carrying member. You are. Uh not an employee, just a <laughs> paying, I don't, I don't paying have member a card. of the PRT. You don't yeah. have to pay a membership. I he think. he uh, made he made it. I saw. I saw where <laughs> I saw where he made it. Um but anyway, uh so you joined us, which is like I did. Awesome. I don't know that anybody outside of uh, the PR and production hub has ever. Uh, I, I went into it before. thinking I was like, well, I'm going to get some free food out of this situation. Yeah. But then y'all put me to work. <laughs> we did. Like put right you on work. the spot. Not only put you to work, but you were on air talent, which is yeah. like a skill you've developed in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that on my LinkedIn page. Well, I kind of, yeah, I'll be honest. My feelings were kind of hurt. I thought I was going to sit down and interview Matthew for a little bit of the time. He had handed me a microphone and then. And then I'm putting next thing I know I'm putting the mic on you and yeah. Matthew's I like, like oh, I want, I this. want, I want Mac to do the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, sure you do. Well, I, you know, <laughs> it just we might be a little off the cuff whenever we yeah. do those fair food videos, yeah. and it might have yeah. just been. What if John just did the whole thing? It was probably a lot simpler, less that, mistakes without me being in the mix for well, sure. Yeah. Less editing is was my hope. Yeah, it was uh, it was highly entertaining. So Matthew, tell us what this year's video. Do you want to do you want to share uh, if you're watching on Thursday because video's not going to come out till tomorrow? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I just eat fair food with a blindfold on and have to figure out what it is, um, <laughs> which is and, much more entertaining. <laughs> you're deadpanning it, but that is very entertaining. The thing is, I'd for say. me, it was like I could see the food and I was like, mm, or ooh, that looks nice, or no, nah, and then yeah, Matthew, Matthew can't see it, but he can taste it. And I'm just kind of. Either cringing or hoping for a good score. I'll, I'll just say this. There was one of them. One of the five foods I tried blindfolded that was very out of left field. Uh, I've, uh, I've watched it back in my face. Yeah, I couldn't keep a straight it's, face. That was... Do we, were you going to have to blur your face? <laughs> uh, I, I will say this. There's two levels of comedy. One is Matthew just reacting to the taste or whatever the food is. Yeah. The, the second, though, however, maybe my favorite is... <laughs> Is him navigating the eating process while blindfolded. <laughs> At one yeah. point, I saw you poke yourself in the eye. <laughs> yeah, with one, one, of the one dishes. One thing was on a very long stick, <laughs> longer than you would think possible. Probably yeah. unsafe. Um, blindfolded. Uh, honestly, operating with a blindfold. Specifically blindfolded. So we we won't get. We don't want to. Matthew's job. Although he did critique some of the food, that the purpose of his um, the video that we did was was really to kind of demonstrate some of the things there. So I don't think we can step on his toes if we talk about did you have some, did you guys have something let's say post blindfold in 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 your seeing uh, experience uh, did you have something that stuck out to you? 
Well, there was one thing that I think stuck out to all of us like a sore thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, was a, there was a taco truck. Oh, King, yeah. um, King Taco. King Taco. Mm-hmm. King Taco. Uh, yeah, I didn't was, see the name. Was, some, I I, some, I, it's imprinted in the back what, of my head. What some, some wonderful lads in there serving up tacos, but there was something special. And John, why, why don't, don't you talk you about what was through? special? Yeah, uh, the, 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 the lads in the back are just very nonchalant about their whole situation with their tacos, which are very good, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this... Man, I should have. All the signs pointed to stay away from this. I don't think so. I, like, I think they were very inviting. A actually. random bottle of oh, a white yeah. like kind of taco a, sauce, a, a creamy verde yeah. taco sauce, friendly offering right. of tasty sauce for your safe, taco. safe as can be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yep. uh, well, that was not the case. <laughs> Well, what, was, that, what happened though? You 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 got your tacos. I you got ordered. My, we, you we, ordered steak tacos. We both ordered the same thing: mm-hmm. steak tacos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I grabbed this thing, hot sauce, or didn't know it was hot sauce. <laughs> so you probably have an idea what I'm leading to. And I was like, oh, I hope this isn't spicy. And <laughs> and loaded, loaded his tacos down with it. These yeah. tacos are about you know well, the diameter of a baseball. You know, yeah. Tacos. Oh yeah. Uh, Small. And uh, so then I came behind. I was like, hey, there's no way this sauce is a problem. And I put some on on my tacos. Yeah. And before I could take my first bite, you <laughs> just was like, "Wow, that's hot." <laughs> Boy, it just gets hotter. Trust me. And he's like, "Well, that's not good." Well, uh, I, I got half with my these, second one, and I'm my eyes are watering. Right? I was sweating. And <laughs> Jason was like, "Well, that that's just wrong. That I'm mad. <laughs> they should have told us about this." I, and we finally find the one stand that has drinks. Right? Uh huh. And we're standing there in line, and I'm my nose is running. <laughs> My face is red. Um, I'm kind of just like, all yeah. I can think about is how hot spicy my mouth is right now. <laughs> Jason's still not in a very good mood. Oh, I was not in a good mood. And I was just like, man, I'm that, that made me dizzy. Like, I almost wanted to faint a little bit. Like, I was lightheaded. And then after we, we went to the catfish little stand yeah, after that, yeah, I couldn't yeah. taste the catfish. Not at all. Not at all. So Matthew comes along. Well, yeah, so I, I see these two, and I'm like, these wusses. Like, yeah. <laughs> They just had some habaneros or something and were knocked out for the count. But being cautious, I went and got these tacos and just put a little bit, just a little, just a, little. a little dash. Yeah. Not even honestly, like you know, you on the Louisiana sauce that says one drop does it. That's mm-hmm. what I did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Jason looked at me and was like, "Oh well, that's not very much." And so I just picked it up and put it in my mouth, like just the hot sauce. Yeah. Itself. My tongue went numb immediately. <laughs> he immediately. It, was, it was like, like it was. The instant that touched my tongue, and, and again, like they said, there was no warning. There was no, no. hey, this is hot. This is spicy. No, and I don't even think the guys in the taco truck even paid attention to us afterwards either. I, I don't think they no. even no, it didn't even register to no. them that it might be hot. And then Jason and I tried to like watch other people around the area that were using the sauce. Yeah, maybe we we're just weak, but I, I no, there should be a waiver that you have to sign. <laughs> Before you eat that hot sauce, it, it was so I don't, hot. I don't know that it was a ghost pepper sauce, but like, it's it's right there, right? Like, mm. you know, they talk about skull vels or skull oh, yeah. vels or whatever. Yeah, right? It's, it's mi- right there. That was a million. Uh, I don't know how they. Number one, I don't know how they made it so hot because there was no just defining like flavor. It looked like um, kind of like a uh, like a sour cream based. Which is harmless in most cases. It it felt like it was like sour cream, cilantro, and like, you know, some pepper. You know, (laughs) fire. Just literal fire. Something acid. Mm. Uh, I don't know. 
But I can tell you, my, it was my, inappropriate and uncalled for. Hundred percent. It was. It, this is the last I'll say about it. It was number one. It hurt my feelings. Yeah. I heard number you say two. That. It was. A, it was so hot that I actually feel like it was a prank. Like because it was like media day, like no, you know, everybody's thought. eating this food at no cost. I to had that us. thought in the back of my head because when like, we were standing next to that truck and you were telling me how spicy it was, and then I told you it just gets hotter from there. <laughs> like at that point, if you took a picture of both of us, I bet it was just pure just See, frustration. We were in a and, panic. Yeah. You think there's going to be a TikTok prank video featuring? If there was a camera you? back there filming the people who ate, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm telling no, you, no, you're like so focused on something you have no idea what's going around you and you kind of look misguided to some extent uh-huh, that's how uh-huh. i felt for about 15 minutes after eating that <laughs> it was hot and yeah. i can confirm that's how you looked <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just glass glass uh, over yeah. eyes really just, unsure about the whole i'll never just walk up and eat a sauce again like that i'll tell you that try not to think about it anymore but that, yeah. that there's let's, there's my rant for let's the move on so uh in other news though there was some there were a couple good options that that greek uh, trailer, I'll call it. I don't know what this. The beef is. kebabs, the concession stand. My favorite. The beef kebabs were really good. Um, Everything you could ever want fried. Yeah, the oh, catfish yeah. was really good. Uh, the catfish uh, was good, even though I couldn't really taste it. <laughs> A fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, you you tasted that on blindfold, and that was quite the scene to see you try and sort that out. Uh, and you got a dessert too, in in addition to that, didn't you? Didn't you have a funnel cake? Oh yeah, I got a funnel cake okay. with some lemon stuff on it. It was okay. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, at this point, there's so many things rolling around in my stomach that I just don't. I know. So you get the point. We're and we're only covering a small portion of what we ate. Yeah. Uh, out there, um, and you know, it's just it's so now we're trying to record this show, so it's a little and a little distracting. Yeah, we're in recovery mode. All right, let's move on from the fair. Look at keep an eye out. You this show is obviously going out on Thursday. Uh, you'll see that video of Matthew at the fair on Friday. It's one of the highlights, by the way, of my household. Every year since we started doing this, um, my daughter loves to watch the fair food video every year, so I'm sure she'll enjoy it. Uh, moving on, uh, this is an about face right here, buddy, uh, from State Fair Food to uh, the Center and Farm Bill. Um, Senator Bozeman was in town this week to uh, speak with the uh, Little Rock Club 99 about the farm bill. Um, I know we kind of covered this last week, but uh, one of the things he noted is that this House uh, Speaker uh, situation is delaying that process. Uh, Not much more to add there. Um, He went in on some of the ins and outs, some of the priorities that he would uh, like uh, like to see in the farm bill. Uh, you can certainly read a recap of that um, in in lots of the statewide media uh, outlets. Uh, but anyway, just wanted to share that and that he was in town, Senator Bozeman, to uh, talk about the Farm Bill this week. Uh, and then we'll wrap up with Arkansas Ag Hall of Fame nominations. Those are open uh, right now. The deadline is November 1st. Um, so if you know someone deserving for uh, recognition here uh, in that, please by all means, go to ArkansasAgHallOfFame.org to nominate them by November 1st. Uh, gentlemen, anything else before we move on? Nope. Okay. Got a lot to cover. Uh, we are uh, a little bit on time crunch today, so we're going to we're gonna keep moving. How about that? Let's do it. All right. Crop, crop, crop. Well, that's a heck of a way to start. Crop quality and harvest updates uh, for you here. 
Uh, let's we're going to cover the WASDE report that came out at 11 a.m. this morning, a little bit later in the show. But before we do, let's take a quick look uh, at crop quality and progress in the state. Um, the state corn crop is nearly complete with 97% harvested. We're on target with last year and remain a bit ahead of the five-year uh, average this week. And still no crop quality reporting uh, from USDA, which I think we mentioned last week. Uh, looking at rice, uh, we've harvested 90% of the state's acres, and we remain well ahead of the harvest pace last year and the five-year, too. Light corn, no crop quality reported from USDA this week. Uh, I don't know the answer to this. I'm beginning to think it's once you get past a certain uh, percentage harvested, they're not reporting on quality. I don't know that, but I can tell you we know. haven't seen quality reporting for corn or rice in the past couple of weeks, and that's uh, obviously the most uh you know, the most crop harvested. So uh, soybeans are now nearly 50% harvested. Uh, another big jump over the previous week. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we've seen happen the past couple of weeks, honestly. Undoubtedly, that's a result of this extremely dry weather. Uh, we remain ahead of last year and the five-year harvest pace. Uh, that said, there's still uh, about a quarter of the crop that is not matured uh, as of right now. That could slow some things down. The crop is looking okay as far as condition goes, with about 60% rated good to excellent. We've got another 20% rated as fair. Uh, I've been hearing good things from farmers uh, when it comes to yield about soybeans. We're going to talk about that on a national scale. Yeah. But have you heard anything uh, here state statewide? Not or since statewide? we talked about it last week. Okay. You know, I'd heard uh, some people say they were kind of disappointed, but mm-hmm. it wasn't anything terrible. But then I've also heard people say this is some of the best I've ever grown. Yeah, yeah. So... I think it's more on that side. Yeah. The more positive. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, let me see. I, I know I asked a farmer the other day, you think you'll be done by November 1st? And he just knock it on wood. Like, yeah. As long as, as long as we can keep the train on the track. So I think we'll see a lot of guys done by Halloween. Hopefully. If, they, if we don't get any more rain, then they don't have any reason not to keep on pushing through, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Well, and they've been uh, running. And we're going to talk over, about that. Yeah. Running all over the state from you know 10 a.m when it gets dry enough to eight o'clock whenever the moisture level gets too high again so yeah people so are next rolling. next up here is cotton do you want to talk a little slightly about what you did or or, or is that a, uh, a passion project well no <laughs> okay all right because they're because right. their combine broke or their picker broke down right as i arrived oh so. no i didn't know that so no. okay <laughs> i'm sorry i was not caught up on that, You'll have I, that. I, look so nobody's guessing Matthew had a goal of going out and gathering some yeah. uh, nighttime harvest footage, uh, but it sounds like maybe that won't come yeah. again another day. You know, we we try and we we work, and we we found someone running on beans at night, uh, and they mm-hmm. were still. I got some shots of them, but the cotton was not was not okay. successful. Well, buddy, I'm about to tell you how much cotton is left, so you can do some planning here. Give it's it to completely us. opened in the state, so. If you're driving on the east side of the state especially, keep your eyes open. Uh, you'll see some beautiful snowy white fields. We're headed that way, uh, my family, this weekend, and I'm pretty excited about that, uh, excited to see it. Uh, right now we are sitting at 34% of the crop harvested. That's as of Monday or Tuesday, I guess. Uh, almost double the progress from last week, so we are speeding through that rapidly. Yep. Uh, we're still way ahead of last year's pace and tracking right along with the five-year. The crop looks to be in good shape with nearly 75% of those acres rated good to excellent. And we'll wrap up with peanuts today. 75% of that uh, crop is rated good to excellent. 
a slight drop from last week, according to USDA data. Uh, harvest took another big jump this week, nearly doubling in progress with 66% dug and 15% harvested. Um, you know, we can't get out of here without talking about river levels. Um, so we're you're going to talk about that here in a bit. Yep. Uh, even though we've seen uh, rain across the state, it's still a major issue for row crop it is. Uh, farmers, uh, meaning the river level. Uh, I talked with somebody this week, and get this, I don't, I'll, yeah, I asked, hey, do y'all have storage? And he said, uh, well, we have some storage that we haven't used since the early 90s. Yeah. And I said, well, are you going to revisit it? He said, I can guarantee you we're going to be using it. You got to. You know, it's anything you can get your hands on type yeah. situation. I mean, I, th- I think I talked about it last week that somebody told me that what they're getting docked, you know, with basis and all that, it, mm-hmm. they would be better off paying the payment on new bins. New bins. You know, maybe wow. it's like one more bin or something to their, you uh-huh. know, their stretch of bins. Uh-huh. But what, if anything's taught you in the last two years, and if you look, like we were saying last week, I think the week before, the trend for that river has gone down at you know, this month or last month, each year at that point, it's been lower. That's the point the last that you made years. that kind of blew me away. It wasn't just, hey, this looks like last year. It's just happening a little bit earlier. It's if you go back and look at year over year yeah. during the harvest period, and I'll t- say. And just looking at 21, you, would have, you wouldn't even have thought twice about it, right? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden 22 rolls around, you're like, oh, this is awful. And then like 23 is here, and it's even worse. Yeah. So is that a continuing trend? We can't. We won't know until next year. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. Well, let's look you yourself you, up the mother nature. I know it's, it's tough. Well, if you're ready, uh, let's just talk about how bad that, how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, with this, I was going to focus more in on, you know, what Tyler, so what might as well start off. Yeah. We, we've got a new ag insider out, mm-hmm. uh, written by Tyler Oxner, which y'all heard from on this show several times. Yes. Uh, he does a really good job. You know, he and I, uh, did the initial report last year in 2022 on the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, he uh, continued our work, which is now his work. But mm-hmm. uh, so here we go. Probably over the last month, like I said, you've heard us talk about the Mississippi River levels every week, mm-hmm. but for a good reason. Yeah, my goodness. Or if you don't want to call it a good reason, there's a good for enough reason. reason to be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Levels are at record lows, like we said uh, just yesterday, the, or two days ago, I think. The Democrat Gazette reported levels near West Memphis reached 11.01 below gauge zero. Mm. Uh, we continue to see higher than average barge rates as well as widening basis points, which are affecting farmers' bottom line. Mm-hmm. Monday, like I said, Tyler Oxner published a new Ag Insider and uh, on this very issue. Tyler goes into depth showing the difference in basis from this year to last year. Currently, uh, farmers are receiving an average basis of 20 cents under the futures price for December contracted corn. But last year they were receiving 19 cents over the futures price. Mm. So we're going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Soybeans, uh, in the same context, are taking an, e- an even bigger hit. Farmers were receiving an average 14 cents over November futures pri- uh, prices in 2022, but are currently averaging 37 cents under November futures prices. Mm. Even worse. Uh, so in this article, Tyler gives a good visualization of how this impacts a farmer's bottom line. I'd kind of compare it to like our H2A article where Tyler oh, yeah. and I gave an example of, you know, because you have this many farmers that say this percentage of them, blah, blah, blah. And we gave kind of a real world example of the cost impact. Mm-hmm. And he does the same thing in this article. Uh, and I think it explains it or kind of puts it visually really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, this trend looks to continue through harvest. 
if river levels don't come back up. And it mm-hmm. will take a substantial amount of rain across the state or across the Midwest and the South, uh, across the country, to help cause help the cause. And traditionally, we don't see that kind of rainfall until winter. Right. So it's uh, we don't have much to look forward to as water levels going up or rainfall. Mm-hmm. But as this continues, grain storage will continue to be a bigger issue for producers, uh, and basis will continue to trend in the wrong direction if the water continues to go down. Mm. Uh, so to read Tyler's article, visit ARFB.com, click on AR Agriculture, and then Ag Insider. Also, if you have any questions or if we can help, feel free to contact Tyler. His contact info is at the bottom of that article on our website. Okay. Uh, yeah. And if you are interested in receiving any of those articles, you know we send them out, I think, once a month in a different Ag Insider. Mm-hmm. You can sign up through Constant Contact through that or contact me or Tyler. We'll be happy to put your email on there as well. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at Northwest. That's that's great data, especially to see that year over year and sort of what's different about this year. Yeah, um, that's that's unique. I don't know that I've seen that anywhere else. And what but, if we get to a point where we're having to hold on to grain longer than we did last year? Mm-hmm. What is that going to mean? Yeah, you know, and how big of an impact is that domino effect? Is that going to have? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, like I think we've talked about it on the show before, you get into quality mm-hmm. concerns there, yeah. especially if you have to store it on the ground, tarp it, whatever that may be. Also, like people are holding rice, corn, you know, so what room do you have left for soybeans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it begs the question of, in my mm-hmm. mind, are we going to have to start looking at different ways to chip out grains? Yeah, that's, that's one thing we talked about a few weeks ago. I think this is a, an opportunity for people to look at different marketing avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a harsh truth, but we grow this amount of grain because of how big the export international markets and the demand for our mm-hmm. our crops are. If we don't have any way to get it to them, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? yeah, it's really interesting. I, and that, like, I was looking at National Weather Service earlier, and I saw that there's no they 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 use the the words and I quote foreseeable future. Yeah, no no improvement in the river stages. It's currently eight inches below the low water mark that was set on October twenty first, twenty twenty two. As you said, it set a record at West Memphis at 11. minus eleven point oh one, I think, or something like that. Um, so, and you know, it's not just about harvest. We're thinking about next year too. Yeah. Well, you, you've also got fertilizer and other materials coming up river. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that, that impacts not only the ag industry, but other industries. I mean, yeah. we're talking about construction materials too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. well, I saw, you know, DTN reported yesterday that, uh, four of the eight major fertilizers were higher this month than last month. Yeah. Uh, specifically, anhydrous was uh, 14% higher wow. over than last month. And that's, it's you know, you got to think that there's some shipping impact there. I wonder if, you so. know, producers had kind of seen this coming and maybe went ahead and ordered what they needed for next year before yeah, could, the river got too low. Could have been. You definitely might be patting yourself on the back if you were ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. especially if you booked corn at six bucks, you know, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or booked exactly. your soybeans early. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about that 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 world supply. Uh, we had a new WASDI report released uh, today. As a matter of fact, um, we kind of held off on recording just so we could get it in to this episode. We want to cover some of the information that was included in that report. Taking a quick glance at the numbers, USDA has lowered production expectations for both corn and soybean, uh, soybeans, which resulted in lower projected ending stocks for both. 
For corn, the report dropped production by 70 million bushels and lowered soybeans, uh, soybean production by 42 million bushels. Mm. New crop U.S. ending stock estimates were unchanged for corn, soybeans, and wheat in the report. USDA also lowered the yield estimate on corn by eight-tenths bushel per acre to 173 bushels per acre. It held firm on the projected uh, 87-million-ish harvested acres of corn, uh, but lowered the ending stocks uh, for this year's crop by 110 bushels, probably, I guess, for that yield loss. Yeah. Uh, Based on reporting from DTN, uh, we leaned on them a little bit for this. Uh, the farm gate price for 2023-2024 crop is projected, and I'm talking about corn still, at 4.95 a bushel. That's a five cent increase from last month. Uh, USDA made no changes to the Brazilian and Argentinian crops, something we've also been talking about for uh, months now. Yeah. Um, again, that's that average. That 4.95 is an average across the country, and does not include things like basis uh, fluctuations. Yeah. Um, so, looking at soybeans, USDA lowered yield forecast to 49.6 bushels per acre. So, we dropped uh, below 50 bushels uh, on average, uh, which is about half a bushel per acre lower than last month's report. So, last month, uh, we were slightly above 50 bushels per acre. Now, we're, we're, we're just under that uh, on a national average. I believe we're at 50. I, I believe the projected uh, yield. Uh, for Arkansas was right at 53, 53 or something yeah. like that. Um, the national average farm gate price for soybeans was left unchanged in this report, so it came down a little bit for corn. Left left the same here on soybeans at twelve ninety a bushel. That's a little low though over the last three months. Yeah, at one point it was like fourteen bucks. Yeah, uh, and I I did see we didn't include that in here, but I did see that oh n- not in U.S. necessarily, but on the world supply. Uh, USDA was a little bullish, which yeah. uh, made soybean prices react. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, wrapping up here, beef production for 23 was raised by 35 million pounds due to higher cow and bull slaughter in the second half of the year, uh, which more than offsets the weaker feed cattle slaughter. And then, lastly, in the report, uh, we saw pork production for 2023 raised by about 130 million pounds. Huh. So, yeah, so a little bit of interesting, interesting news there. Uh, from what I could tell, you know, everybody kind of puts out these pre-WASD projections. From what I could tell, uh, the WASD did what it was supposed to do for the most part. So good. Uh, no big surprises there. All right, let's take a short break from the news. If you've considered running for public office, we've got some news uh, that you might want to hear. Uh, registration is now open, uh, actually until tomorrow, uh, for our How to Win an Election seminar. That's right. This seminar teaches how to evaluate the candidate and the electorate build a campaign structure, raise money, and how to get voter attention, plus much more. Fun fact, Jason. Oh, yeah? According to the American Farm Bureau, candidates who have been through the program have a 75% winning percentage. Oh, wow. Uh, The seminar takes place right here at our office on October 17th and 18th, and registration is already open. Like I said, it only costs $225 to attend, and that includes the classes and meals during the program. To learn more or register, just go to ARFB.com and search How to Win an Election Uh, There's also a handy button right there on the homepage, but you better get signed up because, like I said, tomorrow registration uh, closes. Uh, All right, let's get back to the news. Uh, My last story for the day uh, has us looking a bit ahead, for, uh, but some good news, uh, and we wanted to share that here since, uh, well, frankly, we talk about food a lot. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, as you know, the week before Thanksgiving, we will share on this show 
uh, the cost of cooking dinner for your family. Uh, that's one of the big highlights of food cost reporting that we do every year. But we thought we'd get an early jump on that uh, this year. Okay. Uh, based on reporting from American Farm Bureau, uh, we should all expect to pay a little less for our Thanksgiving turkey this year. Uh, in fact, the average price per pound is twenty two is down twenty two percent from last year, when the average price was a dollar sixty three a pound. Right now, we're looking at a dollar twenty seven per pound average across the country, and that's for an eight to sixteen pound bird, which is about what they yeah. say you is what you'll feed your family on on Thanksgiving. Why the lower cost? I'm glad you asked. Uh, why, the, why the lower cost? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Thanks to biosecurity measures uh, taken by producers, we're well below last year's number of avian influenza cases. Uh, this has allowed us to increase supplies uh, over time. Also, inflation just isn't as big a factor this year uh, as it was mm-hmm. last year. So turkey prices have come down about. Gang, are you ready? Lower prices in a season of higher demand could drive up cost a tad. Is that a little bit of a... Supply and demand sounder. I don't know why we don't have T-shirts yet. (laughs) I know. But experts are still expecting... Water bottle stickers. We need something. Uh, Experts are still expecting prices to stay below last year's cost, even with that in mind. Again, we'll have more on the cost of the total meal during our November 16th show. Uh, Until then, you better get to planning because you only got... 42 days until Thanksgiving. That's crazy because I, I, it still feels like it should be like July right now. It just seems like time's flown. Yeah. The weather outside, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's here. It's cooler today. The time has just moved so fast. Like it's already yeah. bow season for deer. Yeah. Have, you, have you gotten this one yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I've been summer once, but uh, yeah. I, I can make that happen. I'm sure, I'm sure I sure would. I'll not. put effort into making that happen. I can guarantee that. <laughs> You'll spend time in the deer stand. <laughs> I will. It'd be better than watching the Razorbacks play. Look, but oh, Mary I, Louise, I've got to get out there to that deer stand. <laughs> I can't. Jason watch needs some summer <laughs> I got to feed the family, Mary Louise. <laughs> she doesn't eat deer, by the way. Oh, that's funny. All right, I got one more for you. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk about net farm income, uh, mm-hmm. and especially for the state of Arkansas. So I think we talked about net farm income for the country yep. a while back. Uh, so the Talk Business and Politics posted an article this week reporting on Arkansas's net farm income for 2023. The Rural and Farm Finance Policy Center, in conjunction with economists from the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture, projected net farm income in Arkansas to be down about $1 billion this year. Wow. This comes after a record-setting year in 2022 where net farm income in the state was $4.3 billion. Mm. According to their report, total farm receipts declined $1.4 billion with farm-related receipts offsetting a $1.5 billion decline in crop and livestock receipts. While production expenses decreased by $3 million and direct government payments fell by $60 million. I was really surprised to see production expenses drop across the state. Yeah, same. I would like to see where that came from. Yeah. But anyways, the Division of Agriculture Extension economist Hunter Byram, good friend of ours here at Farm Bureau, used corn, soybeans, cotton, and rice as examples in this article. He was interviewed for the decline in corn receipts can be attributed to lower crop prices received despite seeing a 20% increase in planted acreage compared to 2022. Wow. Corn prices fell 28% per bushel, mainly due to lower water levels in the Mississippi River. Mm, There it is. Yeah. Soybean receipts fell 25% on lower planted acreage and lower crop prices. 
Cotton fell 8% on lower planted acres despite higher crop prices. Mm. And rice uh, receipts increased 11% on 330,000 more planted acres compared to 2022. So that's kind of a bright spot. Mm -hmm. Byram also expects government payments to decline year over year from $460 million to $400 million due to emergency relief program phase two payments being $150 million less than uh, emergency relief program phase one payments received in 2022. Mm. Yeah. Although operating expenses such as seed, fertilizer, pesticides, and fuel falling, $177 million, interest, labor, and rent to landlords increased by $143 million. Goodness gracious. It's kind of hard to make a living when you got that much money involved before you even harvested. Yeah, isn't that the truth? So on the other hand, uh, there was a little bit more kind of details, tidbits I wanted to share from this article as well. Yeah. Uh, despite a decrease from 2022 to 2023, Arkansas net farm income is still above 2015 and 2022 okay. averages and remains higher than levels seen in 2021. So I think there's some COVID kind of pandemic yeah, stuff at play. Yeah, that's what I would assume too. Uh, but, you know, inflation's always also there. Especially in that 21. Yeah. So poultry and egg receipts declined a combined $1.1 billion in 2023, largely due to lower prices. Cattle prices have grown by $233 million, while hog receipts declined $9 million. Egg receipts declined on lower prices, which reflects the industry's recovering recovering following the avian influenza outbreak mm-hmm. that affected 44.43 million birds in commercial egg operations. Poultry production is 2.0% lower, or excuse me, higher through August, and the national composite broiler price is tracking 3.6% below 2022. Both have led to lower cash receipts in Arkansas. And lastly, cattle receipts are higher on cyclically high prices following three consecutive years of contraction in the industry. Mm. So all this kind of plays into what we've been talking about over the last, I guess since I've been on the show since yeah. January. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cattle issues, the pandemic, the Mississippi River, government prices that are mm-hmm. government payments, uh, high input costs. I mean, the man, alone, the, what was it I was saying about the landlord and the rent? Yeah, the rent going up 100. Interest, labor, and rent to landlords increased by $143 million mm-hmm. across the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. That's how it kind of looks like my neighborhood. Which almost equaled the, the savings that they saw uh, on fertilizer, pesticides, and, yeah. and, you know, input, fuel. It's almost a wash. You know, things. Yeah, almost a wash there. So really, really something to see. And, uh I don't know. Just just kind of goes to show you, you know how how much of a challenge this this business can be. Yeah, there's nothing easy about it. I think uh, a quote I'll never forget. Uh, growing up, a farmer that I worked for told me. He said, "John, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And I said, "Well, I I think I like farming." He mm-hmm. said, "Well, that's kind of like me saying it. as a kid I wanted to be a cowboy like John Wayne." Mm. You know, it was just it's that difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also told me that. Putting a seed in the ground is a 50-50 chance. I'm the biggest gambler. A farmer is one of the biggest gamblers. You're just hoping that it comes up. You yeah. Know? And it's, that, that, those two comments put it really Kind of crazy to imagine. Such a young it? age. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ain't that the truth. So, well, that is the news. Uh, Matthew's here. I, I'd like to say that I bet you got food to well, talk about, but you may have skipped that. You know, so we, have, we, have a, we have a little food to talk about. Um, okay. Before the show started, uh, John and I were talking some Italian restaurants, uh, and it got me thinking. You know, what's my favorite Italian place in the oh, state? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the one I I think of anytime I think of where I want to eat is probably 
um, up in Cave Springs, which is you know that Northwest Arkansas area. Um, uh huh. You're you're getting up there in our, our buddy Wes Evans territory. Yeah. Um, and there's a place called Pasta Fina. Pasta It's it's top notch, you know, from the uh, from the lasagna to the stuffed mushrooms, tiramisu, really, all, all great there. Um, you Do you know, think that's different than the deep fried lasagna we saw at the state fair? Today? I think I think it's a hair different. Than <laughs> okay, deep fried lasagna, curious. a hair different. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the, the anyways. Um, <laughs> she said that I was like, nah. Trying trying to trying to think of something positive to say uh, about Pasta Fina's Cave. Cave, Cave Springs. Springs. It's I, I would recommend if you're up okay. in Northwest Arkansas. There's lots of good Italian places up there, but they're of the ones I've tried. They're they're at the top. Okay. Um, one I'm trying to get into is maybe you you guys have seen here uh, in Central Arkansas. We've got George's that has just no, opened. I've, I've been there. This place. Uh, oh, You've have you been? There? I've been. Yeah. How yeah. was it? A uh, good buddy of mine. Uh, I think is kind of in the operating group for George's. Uh huh. Uh, uh, so I was excited to see him, and they, they seem to be pretty Is successful. this the place so, that went in Cafe Prager? Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Uh, so you're the reason why uh, you can't get reservations for the next, like, three months because they're letting in no, know, that friends is not and true. favors. We got – we. My wife was really excited about it. We got reservations. Okay. And then for okay. something we had to we had to cancel, then we got reservations again. Okay. Uh, the Sounds like he might be able to make a phone call for you. The bread. Yeah. yeah. The bread. I've been trying yeah. to get a reservation. really, really good. Yeah. So so it lives up to the hype, you know. Uh the the bread's really good. The bread's um, really and the, is the pasta. And the pasta's really good. I think they're more of a al dente pasta. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, traditional yeah. Mm-hmm. Italian. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are more used to like spaghettios, so don't go into uh <laughs> Yeah. George's expecting that. Yeah. Know know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so. exciting. I feel like Little Rock, you know, we have Bruno's uh and we've got uh Capeo on my side of the river. Capeo, I don't know yeah. if you would, in, yeah, 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 but I but think there, there's a few, there's a few good ones, but it's it's uh-huh. always good to have another option out there. So George's is good. Uh, excited to give George's a try. I really like the theme yeah. inside. Interesting. Um, anyways, all right. that's that's all I really have on the the food front this week. Um, I feel like we we did a lot of food talk on the front end too. So yeah, yeah, we did. We'll leave it at that. Uh, and uh, let me see. Yeah, I guess that wraps us up for the week. Uh, thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes on the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. I'm John McMahon. And we will see you next week. I think it's really funny. Uh, John was really struggling to find the uh, the outro notes <laughs> again. Oh. I was in the middle of George's menu. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>